Southern Fried Witch, and I am still recovering from illness, and it's going to be very hard for me to talk very long today. And this is why, as a podcaster, I should have had something in place. (laughs) Um, I should have recorded ahead of time. It's too late for that now, but I wanted to come in here and talk to you for at least a few moments. So for anyone who doesn't know, Several weeks ago, I caught COVID, and I do believe it actually was for the first time. I used to think maybe I'd caught COVID before. Um, Now that I've had it, I know that I haven't ever done so. And it's the new variant, I'm pretty sure. Um, And it's tried to take me out. It led to a secondary infection, uh, pneumonia, and on top of that... It's looking like I have something called post-COVID syndrome. So my doctor and I are going to be working together about that. It's amazing that I made it this long without COVID, isn't it? That's very good because if I'd caught the first round, y'all, it would have killed me. It would have definitively taken me all the way out. So I'm thankful I haven't until this moment. But it's hard, I believe, for us witches to get very ill, um, to be sick in any way, because I think it's inherent in us that we think we should be powerful enough to resist it, (laughs) which is ridiculous because we are magical beings stuck in a very physical human body. I don't know if y'all can hear the thunder rolling behind me. It hasn't rained here in weeks, and it is uh, throwing down now all of a sudden. And I know everyone told me to take time off, and I should be. I should be. However, I know that going this many weeks without podcasting is not a good look. And so I'm going to do the best I can, and y'all are going to get this voice. Isn't it fun? (laughs) Reminds me of uh, Monica. Do y'all remember Monica and Chandler on Friends? And she's trying to be sexy, and she's really sick. I don't know if you know that scene, but... That's kind of me right now. And I don't know how many of y'all are into numerology. I will say that I'm not into numerology, meaning that, you know, it's out of my forte. It's out of my wheelhouse. I I just don't, I'm just not that uh, familiar. However, when something is in your face over and over and over, you do start to pay attention. And about two months ago, y'all, I started seeing ones all the time. One, 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 one. <laughs> if I felt the need to look up at my computer and pause it when I was doing any kind of work, that was always the timestamp on the podcast. When I glanced at the clock on the wall to see if it was time to take the doggies out yet, it would be that time. It was just unbelievable. It would not quit. And so I I found it humorous. I found it interesting. And I did a lot of research on it. Yes, I do know what's out there about that. But then what's funny is right after that, I started seeing 911. 
in the same way, in the very same way, if I dared to look at my phone just to see what time it was, it was always 9-11. If I put a kettle on the stove, it was 9-11. When I went to get my coffee in the morning, it was 9-1-1. And um, I almost got to where I was angry about it. I would see it, see the number flash across my phone and uh, sling my phone across the room because I thought in my head, look, I've done all the divination I can. I've uh, put my wards up. I've done all these things. So I don't know what else I can do. And y'all, I have talked about a concept I call the witch's duh before, where even us, um, even us witches who've been doing it forever will miss something so obvious. It's just right in front of our face. And uh, I did. I put out the wards and I shielded myself. Um, I did divination work and I didn't make any big choices during this time. And I was very careful with my energy and worked with my big mama and, you know, everything that I would normally do, even worked with uh, an ancestor or two to double check those areas of concern and still just kept getting this uh, 911. And then two weeks ago, I caught COVID and uh, it really did uh, try to take me all the way down. It really did. My oxygen levels got extraordinarily low. They wanted me in the hospital. I wouldn't consider it. I am that horrible person. I am the person who resists the hospital. Um, you know, I took all the meds. It took the antivirals. I tried to drown it with water. I, I did everything I could. And when my partner got it from me, you know, he got it, was sick for three days and bounced right back. And here I still sit. Here I still sit, recovering now from pneumonia. There was one moment where my doctor threatened to actually send an ambulance to my house and work with uh, my partner against my will. Because I was that desperate. I was that ill. It can kill you. And um, nothing else has gone wrong. Only this. And uh, I remember dragging myself outside, hardly able to breathe, and sitting in the sun for a few moments. And just um, sort of allowing nature to care for me for a minute. You know, taking in some vitamin D. And I, I was so weak, I didn't even have a wish or a magical impulse anymore. It was only to lay there in Mother Nature, be sick upon her and let her cradle me. And I remember sitting back up and I had my cell phone with me because I had to. Uh, When you're that ill, you have to keep your phone with you at all times. And I uh, picked it up to time myself so that I could be in the sun and, and get that vitamin D for at least 10 minutes. And the phone flashed 911. And then I got it. (laughs) Then I got it. It never occurred to me that a warning from the other side could be illness. It didn't. I know that doesn't make sense. And that's why it's a witch's duh. I thought it would be something else, you know? Something with my family or um, an accident or possibly something with my children or my job. Any number of things like that or someone shooting ill intent and so I had all these warts up (laughs) I had all these shields up that couldn't protect me at all the next time I see anything like that I will take it a little bit more seriously when it comes to uh, my own health 
Anyway, a few days ago, the doctor wanted to send me back again to the hospital. I mean, you know, it's just been too long and he's too worried. And I made an agreement to start yet a second round of antibiotics to uh, try to kick this in the butt. Um, And the day that I did that was 9-11. And um, we shall see. We shall see. I am better. I'm so much better. And uh, this new medication is is assuredly working. I don't know if any of you have ever had a number repeat itself to you in that manner, to the point where you were afraid to even look at your phone or the clock or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm learning from this. (laughs) The witch's duh is real. And I don't also don't have those uh, Christian sensibilities that would make me feel like, oh, you know, my gods don't love me because I'm sick. That's total hogwash. Science is real, too. And, you know, I'm in a sack of flesh and blood and these things, you know, they're going to happen. And I'm listening to the science and I'm taking the medication and I'm also doing the things I need to do as a witch, which um, for me means that I went to work on some brand new fire cider. Thank you, Byron Ballard, for reminding all of us to do so. Uh, Rosemary tea. Rosemary is wonderful, by the way, because it's an anti-inflammatory and it can work as an expectorant. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is put it in a pot of boiling water and throw in a little bit of lemon peel. And just lean over that and breathe that in. And by the way, don't breathe in any essential oils for more than a few minutes at a time. But this is uh, just rosemary itself off the bush outside. So I'm doing that and it's really helping me. It's also helping me with uh, COVID fog, you know, brain fog. I mean, it's uh, renowned for helping your memory anyway. So it's helping me get through that. And it's lowering all of that stress hormone cortisol in my body. And, you know, I've got anxiety already. I've got anxiety disorder already. And being this ill does kind of um, pop that off quite a bit. So that's helping. So that's one way I'm sort of witchifying this illness. (laughs) But I'm also continuing to go outside and sit on that earth and rest on that earth. And let her take care of me a little bit, too. I keep on trying to look at this thing as uh, the uh, cup is half full on this because I have a holiday I'm supposed to go on, which is critical for my sanity and peace of mind and my whole family's going. And then I also have the Bat Children's um, Ball uh, at the end of October for my Patreon folks and That's really exciting, too. By the way, if you want to do that, we thought we were done with tickets. And then regretfully, a few folks had to uh, beg off because of all number of things. And therefore, there are a few spots left. So all you have to do for that is join Patreon at any level. And then the instructions um, are there. And we have a few tickets left. And that's a beautiful weekend. So if you want to join us, that's how, and you can meet me. And I certainly hope I'm not sick anymore by that time. (laughs) Yeah, but then I like to, like I said, look at it like it's half full. And if I was going to get ill, 
Well, I've gone ahead and gotten that over with, haven't I, bad children? And now that does place me horribly behind. But I've just noticed that recently I'm getting to um, a new stage of my life where I don't stress as much as I used to. I don't hold on to the reins as hard. If things don't go perfectly, they just don't. And that way I can have a little bit of fun. And even in this condition I'm in, I insisted last night that we had coven meat. And I know that there were at least one or two folks that were extraordinarily happy about that. Because we had not been able to see each other's faces in so long. And they didn't stay long, but we were able to talk about some really groovy stuff. And that's another way I'm witchifying this. I'm doing the things that make me happy when I can, where I can. And while I'm too sick to really write my book right now, and it is going to put me behind about a month, and I'm too sick to write spells right now, I mean, it's really hard to think through. I keep having ideas anyway, and I just jot them down as notes, as, as quick notes. Um, so I'm witchifying it as hard as I can go. I'm writing down my dreams. I'm listening to my ancestors. They seem to be very concerned. Um, I've had lots of activity, <laughs> specifically from my grandma. I've had a lot of activity. A lot of those funny little, I, it's been years since I've had it, phone calls in the middle of the night where it sounds like a, an old time rotary phone ringing and sort of half awake, half asleep. I answer it by just saying hello. <laughs> and She's just there talking to me on the, quote, telephone. I don't know how y'all's ancestors talk to y'all. I love hearing those different stories, though, you know? I love how witches are different. I love how we are so diverse and unique. It's, it's just wonderful. But, yeah, that's how my, my grandma chooses to talk to me. Um, I have other ancestors that do other things, but... My grandma and I were pretty big about talking on the phone anyway, but it has, it has been years, years and years since I've heard from her, that directly anyway. And I don't think it was her sending me all the 911s. I think that was somebody else very special in my life doing that, that she was very worried. And so I'd wake up in the middle of the night answering one of those telephone calls. And that's why it is. I actually wake up and I can still hear her voice for like another minute or two and then with my eyes already open it all dissipates like a like a spell <laughs> anyway she's been very concerned I guess she does not want me to join her quite yet and let's see all the things she's told me to do one of them what she wanted me to gargle with salt water I had not thought about that since I was a little girl that whenever we got very sick, she would make us, it was horrible, Ugh. I would throw up, I hated it, gargle with salt water, and then she'd make us a teaspoon of whiskey and honey and lemon and make us take that, which, you know, when I was a little girl, I hated it, and now, you know, I call it a drink, but she was very, very insistent, and so I've been doing that, and it's bringing back my voice. Um, she reminded me to brush my teeth with baking soda, and, you know, I thought at the time, how very odd, how could that help? But when I woke up really good, I thought, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that helped my, the bacteria in my mouth stay at a lower end. I don't know. It just, it all made sense all of a sudden. 
But yeah, she's just been worrying over me like she always did when I was a little girl. I suppose I am still her little girl, and it's nice to hear from her. And this is one of the reasons I think it's really important to keep up ancestor veneration, keep those lines of communication as open as possible, because sometimes they can help us. You know, they can see things we can't that are coming. They can warn us of things, and it's practice is critical in witchcraft, and it's a, yeah, it's a muscle, really, and if you're not working on it, and you don't keep that relationship open and stay very adept at listening to messages that are meant for you from behind the veil, well, then we could get rusty, and then we can also miss a lot of um, really important information. And, you know, one of the ways I do that is, uh, do you all remember last week when we talked about episodic memory? Episodic? Episodic? I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm too sick to look it up. Well, one of the ways I can get back in touch is to sort of trace back the yellow brick road of my life and find a memory and really let it flush out. Let all those bits and pieces come into view and have my lit candle in front of me and do my honorings of a particular ancestor while I'm also spinning myself back through time. And uh, they meet me there sometimes. They meet me there along that road so that we can look at it together and remember it together. And I can even hear them, you know, I can hear them say something about that time or what I should get out of that time. And so if nothing else came out of me being this horribly ill, I've gotten to spend quite a bit of time with my grandma. And that's how I've witchified this. And hopefully... I'll have the energy really soon to write about it (laughs) and to get back to my book and uh, to get back to y'all so that my voice isn't a horrible thing to have to listen to. I do apologize. It was uh, sort of a crapshoot to decide whether or not to come on here and give it a go. I will tell y'all though, I'm feeling a little dizzy and I'm feeling a little tired and I'm listening to my body. So that's it. I have a lot of new patrons to thank. And I will try to do that next week, hopefully, with a lot more energy. And take very good care of yourselves, y'all. Our health is our wealth. And thanks for being patient with me. I'm doing my best to come back to all of you. Love you like chicken. Blessed be. Y'all have been listening to the Southern Fried Witch Podcast. Come back around next week for a little bit more magic from the Deep South.